We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, October the 1st, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official prediction as South Carolina looks to get back to winning ways tomorrow afternoon as the Gamecocks take on the Troy Trojans in a pivotal non-conference matchup at Williams-Brice Stadium. Guys, all that much more. We got a packed show here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group, or course if you have any other questions go to their website upstatemoversgroup.com that's upstatemoversgroup.com be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, just the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We have got a packed show as I lock in my official prediction for tomorrow afternoon's game as Gamecocks take on the Troy Trojans as they step out of SEC play and into a non-conference matchup against Troy of the Sun Belt. Guys, all that much, Morgan. Very excited to chat with you all here on this Friday. This Friday, 
October the 1st, by the way. I'll tell you what, September just came and gone. I'll tell you this, savor this game tomorrow, guys. Savor this game. Because as I told you in the preseason, over the summer, hey, the season's going to get here before you know it. Soon it's going to be fall camp. Then it's going to be kickoff. We're already into week five, ladies and gents. So I know it's Troy. I understand it's a non-conference game, but savor this one. We only get 12 of them. Hey, we only get seven of them at williams Bryce Stadium. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know you are as well. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope your Friday is going well. I hope your weekend's off to a fantastic start. Uh, and I want to say thank you all so much to each and every single one of you that continues to tune in, that continues to show love, that continues to show support. I want to celebrate this with you all, guys. The numbers are not official right now because I'm recording this Thursday afternoon. Of course, the numbers will go through midnight Thursday night. But as I told you before a couple episodes ago, we have completely shattered the all-time downloads record for a month, and I want to share that information with you. And, of course, you guys will see this shared and celebrated across, across social media. But the previous record for downloads in a month was December 2020. We had 37.5 thousand podcast downloads, which is a lot, by the way. and was truly a blessing, truly was. And I remember celebrating that with you all as we came into the year 2021. And what makes this so cool, guys, is I, I you know, I, I'm someone I like to sit down and write down my goals for the new year and, and, and just put it out, you know, speak it into existence and really manifest certain things I want to happen in that calendar year. And so the new record we have set for downloads here in this month of September 2021. And again, these are the numbers as of about five o'clock on Thursday afternoon. So the number might be a little bit more, but it's going to be around this number. As we sit right now in September, shattering the all-time record, 55.3 thousand podcast downloads. And again, what's so cool about that is I remember sitting there manifesting and writing down my goals for 2021. And one of my goals was to hit for the podcast to hit 50,000 or more downloads. And so for that to happen, again, in this first season, this first month of the 2021 season, if you will, for that to happen, guys, again, it's just truly a blessing. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you that continues to support the show, to show love to the show, to show love to the content, rock and roll with everything we do. Again, again guys, without you all, Nothing we do would be possible. TSUS would not be what it is and what it's becoming. And again, anyone who's ever taken even a moment to tune into the podcast and show love and show support, man, I, I cannot say thank you enough. So again, a record-setting month in September. That's something, again, I want to celebrate with each and every single one of you who are tuned in. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you all so much, man. Again, without you guys, I'm just a dude with a microphone recording a podcast. Without you all tuning in and showing that love and support, TSUS and what we do would not be what it is. So again, thank you all so much. Shattering the all-time or the monthly downloads record, I should say, 55.3 thousand downloads in the month of September. Just crazy, awesome stuff, and it's incredible. Uh, 55,000 is a lot. <laughs> 55,000 is a lot, and like I said, man, it's just, it's just truly a blessing. I, I can't say enough how much of a blessing it is, and I'm just so grateful for it, and I have so much perspective on how, how unique and neat that is. And I told you guys last week, I believe, but we're at a really cool point, guys, in the state of the business where, you know, it feels like weekly we are celebrating, you know, reaching a new milestone or we're setting some new record. Or whatever. Again, that's all because of you guys and your love and your support and everything. And, and obviously, we continue to rock and roll with pumping out the content and doing the shows and, 
and everything else. But without you guys, without your love and support, without your encouragement, you know, my, 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 my inner circle as well, your, your words of encouragement and, and, uh, you know, it would just, it wouldn't be what it is. Again, I'm a little bit beyond words. It's, it's really cool. It's just really, really cool. And, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much, man. I truly appreciate it. All right, let's go ahead and get in this thing, guys. Before we do though, really quickly, just a reminder, of course, we are, depending on when you're hearing this, we are about probably 24 hours or so away from game day, if you will. Uh, obviously, you're listening on this on a Friday. Want to remind you, the TSUS tailgate returns tomorrow at Seawells. Seawells spots 93 to 96, guys. The TSUS and Big Cock Club flags will be flying. We'll be out there around 10.30 or 11 a.m. or so, guys. I will keep you updated and let you know the exact time. But, of course, with a 3.30 kickoff, uh, we'll be out there a little bit earlier than normal but shooting for probably about 11 a.m. So, again, guys, if you have not been to one, would highly suggest you come out to the TSUS tailgate at SeaWorld. It's going to be a really, really good time. We have a blast. My crew gets rowdy, and that is putting it conservatively. If you've been out there, you already know. Many bush lattes being deleted. But uh, we'd love to see you guys out there. The TSUS tailgate at SeaWorld. Again, spots 93 to 96. We should be out there set up about 11 a.m. or so. And, by the way, there's a great noon game to watch before the Gamecocks take on uh, – Troy, and we have the TV set up at our tailgate, but Georgia-Arkansas might have to catch that one. There's some other noon games as well. Really good slate of football, by the way, coming on tomorrow. Really, really fun stuff. Um, but, yeah, again, just want to remind you guys that TSUS tailgate out at Seawells, spots 93 to 96. All right, let's go ahead, folks, dive into it. You know what makes Fridays so awesome in season? We lock in predictions on Fridays. We lock in predictions. So we're going to do that right now. South going to take it on the Troy Trojans. First time these two teams have met since 2010 when the Gamecocks beat Troy 69 to 24. And, I, and I'll tell you guys this first things first, nice. But uh, I made myself chuckle, made myself laugh. Doesn't happen often, but uh, made myself laugh. Bad weekend to be a Trojan. Bad weekend to be a Trojan in the city of Columbia. Not Probably not the first time, certainly won't be the last. But it is indeed a bad weekend to be a Trojan. Now, this week as a whole has been very, very interesting. And in regards to just how tumultuous it is, I mean, if you, if you took the temperature of the Gamecocks fan base, you know, comparing this week to last week, for example, after the Gamecocks lost to Georgia, we talked about Georgia and that game and reflected on, especially on the Daily Crow, for maybe, maybe a day, maybe a day and a half. But Gamecock fans were so ready to turn the page and look ahead of that week, last weekend's matchup against the Kentucky Wildcats at Williams-Brice Stadium. Gamecock fans were so ready and so eager and so anxious to look ahead of that ball game. This week has been a completely different story. Fans have been, I mean, just all over the place in regards to it has been nothing but reflection and dwelling on what happened last weekend. All week long, in regards to talks of the offense, Marcus Satterfield, Shane Beamer, how the season's over, there's no point even playing anymore, might as well just burn it down and get a new staff. It's been really, really crazy. And as I told you guys yesterday, I was so excited because I was like, hey, we actually get to talk about a football game, another game, that it's happening this weekend. And as much as this two-game losing streak stinks, as much as last Saturday was horrific, it was terrible, it was heartbreaking, as bad as it was, you've got to pick up your ball and you've got to go play yet again tomorrow afternoon at williams Bryce Stadium. Any Gamecock fan 
overlooking this ball game and taking this ball game lightly is making a damn mistake. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I hope and pray, and for the most part, I'll tell you this, by the way, for the most part, I think the majority of the fan base has been okay, has listened to what I've said, understood, hey, you're in year one of Shane Beamer, what happened last weekend is last weekend, and as much as it stings, as much as it sucks, hey, it is year one. And you have to understand that and realize that and where this program just currently is right now. But now you get the chance to face adversity. Now you get the chance to respond. And I hope that this football team isn't doing like some and dwelling on what happened last weekend. And, oh, woe is me. We might as well just quit the season. We lost to Kentucky. Oh, man, we we might as well just pack it up and go home. Because if you do that, Kentucky will beat you twice. And your two-game losing streak and what you thought was turmoil will turn into a three-game losing streak. And you think the fan base was ready to ready to shut it down this week? Oh, God. Shit will hit the fan in Columbia, South Carolina if something goes awry tomorrow afternoon at Willie B. But you have the opportunity to respond to adversity in this football game. And all you can ask for is the opportunity, right? That's why I haven't understood a lot of the the overreaction I feel this week. It's like, hey, are you going to give them the chance to respond or are you not? Guys, let, 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 me, let me put this out there, okay? Because I've been, honestly, you know, it's funny how some people look at me and they say, they used to say at least, oh, Chris, you're just negative. You, you love when Carolina loses because you want to push this narrative and push that narrative. Are you insane is the first thing I would say. Are you insane? Do you think business is better or worse when we win? It's much better. And I'm much happier and you're much happier, which makes the content that much more fun and that much better. Side note, by the way, a side note, and I shouldn't even be giving attention to it, but I want to make it very clear. I ride and die with this Gamecocks football team and this Gamecocks football program and really with the Gamecocks as a whole. I have been a fan since I was 11 years old, thanks to my grandfather, who rest his soul passed away in 2014. I am a Gamecocks fan. I want people to understand that who created a business around my favorite team. There were some who insinuated that I am doing this for other reasons, different reasons, not genuine reasons. I just wanted a little side note, throw that out there. Yours truly is a fan. I may not say we and our as much, but it's a little different when you're talking about the team almost as an entity and a group that you are evaluating and critiquing. I just wanted to throw that out there. Again, that's just a random side note for you. Either way, though, I have been, I feel much more optimistic than most coming in this weekend. And what I mean by that is I really just look at Kentucky and what's happened at this point. Hey, you're right where I picked you to be. Two and two overall. You're exactly where I picked you. Has it gone exactly how I thought it would or we all thought it would? Absolutely not, right? None of us saw None of us saw a GA starting the first three games of the season. None of us saw the offensive line in the running game being as bad as it has been. But guys, hear me out. Things are never as bad as they seem, and things are never as good as they seem. So the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Now, respect your opponent. That certainly applies this week. You look at this Troy team, they've got weapons. Chip Lindsey is a really good offensive mind. 
Defensively, Javon Solomon, one of the best pass rushers in all of college football. They've got really good players on their defense. Well, hey, their defense right now, guys, take it for what it's worth. I'm just telling you the stats. Number one in all of group of five and ranked fourth in FBS. Hey, you, want, you also want to look at the Vegas betting line. Gamecocks opened as a nine-point favorite. That dropped to seven. Checking it as of Thursday afternoon, that line has yet dropped again to Gamecocks as just a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So there, there is a majority out there that is putting money on Troy that believes Troy is going to give the Gamecocks all they want and more. On the flip side, South Carolina, you've got your own slew of issues, right? Two and two, lost two in a row, both SEC games, both tough SEC teams. By the way, guys, I feel like we brushed this under the rug. Both those teams you lost to are undefeated. So it's not like you've lost to a couple of scrub teams. Let me just throw that out there. I know Kentucky's not great, but they're better than you are right now. <clears throat> There's no other way to put it. But South Carolina, hey, you're looking to try to find your offensive identity. What the hell is your identity? You're going to throw the football? You're going to run the football? What are you going to do? How healthy is Luke Duddy really? All these storylines we talked about yesterday. Can your defense continue to really bail you out at this point and, and keep you in ball games? Let me be very clear. No South Carolina fan should be taking this game lightly. Hey, the last time you played a Sunbelt team in your home field, guys, it was Appalachian State and you lost. You know, I was having a back and forth with former Gamecocks receiver Tim Frisbee on Thursday. Great friend of the show. Love Tim's honest, unfiltered perspective. But something that, you know, I, I understood what he was saying. But basically, he was insinuating that, you know, this is a no-brainer win. Like, we don't have to worry about it. We'll just throw our helmets out there and win the game. And as a fan, that's fine. You can think that. But I sure as hell hope that's not the attitude that our football team is taking. Because right now, hey, we have not earned anything. We don't deserve an ounce of respect because we have not earned it. you got to go out there and earn respect. And how do you do that? You take care of business tomorrow. And you do it in convincing fashion. But we haven't earned that yet. You haven't earned that from me. I, you have not earned the respect. Of, I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be another 69 to 24 game. Just a no-brainer went 42 to 17. Oh, we're going to go out there and pick on little old Troy. Guys, South Carolina's just not there right now. You saw it against East Carolina a couple weeks ago. You're just not there. With all that being said, though, guys, what I will not do here on this Friday is pump up Troy to be something they are not. This is not Georgia. This is not Kentucky. It is Troy. It is a group of five Sunbelt Troy team. And on no planet should South Carolina lose to Troy. End of discussion, right? I think we'd all agree with that statement. Again, Troy has very capable football players. But this game's about South Carolina. This game's about the Gamecocks. This game is about South Carolina coming out and responding to adversity the right way. Hey, all week long, People have been telling you how bad you are, especially offensively. They've been telling you how bad you are. Oh, my God, you lost to Kentucky. Your season's over. Just burn it down. Is Satterfield in over his head? Is Shane Beamer in over his head? I mean, that's all you've heard all week. All you've heard, this negative cloud, which, you know, I think this football team, guys, will respond the right way. But I'll tell you what. This football team, I think, is going to respond the right way. But I have been disappointed this week with some of the fan base. Because, hey, it was all sunshine and rainbows in the summer, right? All sunshine and rainbows on the Welcome Home Tour. 
all sunshine and rainbows in the recruiting. But you got to keep the energy consistent, man. You got to keep the energy consistent. And you're ready to bail four weeks in? Really? I sure hope this team isn't like that. I sure hope this team doesn't have that attitude. And I don't think they will. Again, this is a great opportunity. I think, hey, the next three games, very winnable. Troy, Tennessee, Vandy, very winnable. There are obvious issues you have to figure out. We all know that. It starts offensively. I think the defense is going to do their thing. I, I for one, I'm, I'm still a little cautious in regards to just I know there are still – is the secondary perfect? Not necessarily. But the defense has shown, hey, we're going to do our part. They've been very opportunistic. The Gamecocks guys are leading the SEC in takeaways with 10. I mean, you got Jalen Foster back there who has four interceptions. So the defense is doing its job offensively. And as I talked about on the show yesterday, fail fast if you're Marcus Satterfield. I know we all want to be stingy in the run game and, oh, we we should be able to run the football. Well, maybe you just can't. And that's the number one thing I want to see from Marcus Satterfield. Make the adjustment. Just find something that works. Because do I, do I expect South Carolina to come out and be a well-oiled machine and score 45 tomorrow? I do not. I'll go ahead and spoil it right now. I don't. But you've got to start to find some identity. You've got to find a start to find some identity. Not just to beat Troy, but for the rest of this season. Because if you don't, your hopes and dreams of going to a bowl game are basically non-existent. You got to find an identity. I don't think you're great offensively. I think there's personnel issues, but damn it, you're, you're too talented to get shut out in the first half of a game. You're too talented to go out there and look pitiful tomorrow against Troy. You're, you, you, just, you have SEC talent. You do. You do. Now, you've got holes and deficiencies at some areas, but you've got SEC talent at others. And it's your job, Marcus Satterfield, it's your job, Shane Beamer, to get the most out of these guys. So, hey, if the run game's not there, to hell with it. Maybe you've got to throw it 40 times to beat a Troy. Maybe you do. But you got to make the adjustment. And you have the opportunity to make the adjustment. You have the opportunity to show progress. That's another thing we talked about, guys, in the preseason. What do you most want to see from this Gamecocks football team in Shane Beamer's first year? Progress. Real progress. And I know last weekend was disappointing. I understand it was, but turn the page. And if your football team makes real progress, it beats Troy tomorrow. There's no question. And the goal the next week is make progress from that game to the Tennessee game. And hopefully you pull out the dub there and you just keep getting better and you keep getting better and you keep getting better. That's why you don't close the book on the season after one loss. So with that being said in this game, how will South Carolina respond to real adversity? Not just losing to Georgia when you're a 32-point underdog, but real adversity. I mean, really getting punched in the mouth and your own fan base questioning you at this point. Hell, half the fan base wants Marcus Satterfield fired. Guys, on another side note, I'll tell you this too. Was play calling perfect last week? No, it was not. There is no question. There's no denying it. It was not. But you know what? Players have to go make plays. Everyone, top to bottom, has got to be better. Play calling's got to be better. Guess what, though? Personnel's got to be better. Execution has to be better, guys. You got a third and one, a fourth and one? I don't give a damn what you call. 
you got to be able to get a yard. I guarantee you Alabama's players would have gotten a yard. I guarantee you. Hey, you got a fourth down conversion. You're trying to go for it. If it hits you in the chest, you got to catch it. That ain't on the play call. You got to catch the ball. You got to execute. So everybody in that offensive room, everybody's got to be better. From play calling to execution, everything has to get better. There has to be some progress shown. I think Troy is going to give you a fight, folks. I do. I think Troy is going to give you a fight. And I don't know if my optimism, listen, my optimism does not stem from, oh, I think the Gamecocks are going to go out there and beat Troy by 50 points. That's not where my optimism going into tomorrow's game stems from. My, my optimism stems from, hey, there's still a lot of opportunity in this season. And you've got to, all you can ask for in life, like I said last week, guys, all you can ask for is the opportunity. And you've got the opportunity to respond to adversity the right way, to progress week to week, and to get back in the win column and snap a two-game losing streak. And hey, you win this one, you're still right on schedule for where I picked you, which is going to a bowl game. It's still very realistic. Those goals are out there. But it starts tomorrow in starting to find some sort of identity. What are you good at? What do you even want to do? You've got to find that. Defensively, I think defensively, you will hold your own, no doubt. Like I told you guys, do I think this is an elite group? Do I think it's one of the best defenses in the SEC? That might be a stretch, but Clayton White has made me a believer in regards to, hey, it may not be perfect, but I expect the defense to do their thing. I expect the defense to show up, show out, create turnovers, give this team every opportunity to win. And while Troy does have weapons, guys, they're one-dimensional. They run for like 2.4 or 2.5 yards per carry. They're almost as bad as South Carolina running the football. So I think you'll be able to make Troy one-dimensional. They're going to have to pass. And in obvious passing situations, you've got the defensive front to make life hell on Taylor Powell. And I think Clayton White's going to have a fantastic defensive game plan ready to go to combat that Troy offense and Chip Lindsey and what he'll have them ready to do. It all comes down to the Gamecocks offense. What will this offense do? What will this offense do? Can you run the ball? Will it be more of a passing attack? What about Luke Doty? Do the tight ends get involved? Do we give some wide receivers some opportunities to make some plays? And what type of game does Marcus Satterford call? Hey, there's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure out there on these guys. A lot of pressure, right? Your whole fan base is up in arms about you. Marcus Satterfield's no good. He's in over his head. It was a bad hire by Shane Beamer. Fire him after the first year. I mean, just all week, all week, some of you, all week. With that being said, do I think it's going to be the performance that some of you want, which I think there's some of you out there, unless we go score 50, you're not going to be happy. So you're not going to be happy. I can tell you that right now. But while this spread has dropped all week, and there's many out there, I'm sure, that are picking the, the upset, if you will, the, the, the sexy upset. Troy goes into Wiggins-Brice Stadium and beats the Gamecocks, a first-year-led Shane Beamer football team. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. South Carolina's got more talent. They're a better football team. And, guys, I'll tell you this. I think this offense, from Marcus Satterfield down, I think this offense is sick and tired of hearing how bad it is. That's not to say, again, they're going to go out there and have some banner day. But I think they're sick and tired of hearing just how bad they are. I still, guys, believe it or not, even right now at this point, 
I still think there are good pieces on that offense. Nick Muse and Jaheim Bell are really good options at tight end. Luke Doty's only going to get healthier. The running backs speak for themselves. There are good players back there. Josh Van has emerged a playmaker. Jalen Brooks has come into his own. He's got to make more plays, but he's coming to his own. And there are other guys in the receiver room that, man, I hope they get opportunities because while it's an unproven room, and I've been as tough as any, probably tougher than any, on that wide receiver room, you were recruited to South Carolina because you are an SEC caliber football player. It is time for you to go earn your scholarship. It's time for you to go earn your scholarship. And I hope they give those guys that opportunity. Again, with that being said, your defense will ball. Your offense will do just enough. It's going to be uncomfortably close at times, guys. It is. Troy is going to battle you. They will not be intimidated. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be some raucous, crazy atmosphere at Williams-Brice. That's just the unfortunate reality. That's just the unfortunate reality right now. But South Carolina will have too much. The Gamecocks will do enough. And again, I, I think and I hope offensively, you'll start to find something. Maybe it's a single player. Maybe it's a play. Maybe it's a series where maybe it will spark you. Maybe there's something you can cling to where you can start to figure out who you are and what you are offensively and what your identity is because you don't just need it to beat Troy. You're going to need it all throughout the season. If you can't find it, your dreams of going to a bowl game are basically shot. But with that being said, the Gamecocks will have enough tomorrow. Again. It's going to be an ugly game at times. I told you guys the under is the no-brainer play, and I'm sticking by that. Give me South Carolina 24, Troy 13. Again, you cover the spread. The Gamecocks move to 4-1, and one, uh, you know, against the spread. But I think Troy's going to battle you. I, I think Troy is going to battle you. And I think it's too aggressive to pick South Carolina to have some offensive explosion, 35, 40 points, whatever. But – You'll see the progress start to being made. You'll see the progress start to be made. I think this team will make progression. I think this team will get better. Will get better from week to week. And it will be enough to beat the Troy Trojans tomorrow afternoon. So, again, give me Gamecocks 24, Troy 13. I think South Carolina snaps their two-game losing streak and gets back to winning ways and gets above 500, 3-2 overall, with a huge, huge matchup upcoming the following weekend against the Tennessee volunteers and again i can hear the moans and groans right now from some of you guys this is where you are right now this is where you are it's going to be a slow process it's going to take patience but guys the reality is you're a six and a half point favorite against troy and you're a football team that is best win right now you beat east carolina on a last second field goal so it's just where you are doesn't matter though i want to see this football team respond to adversity the right way attack this football game attack this football game on no planet should you lose to Troy. None. Zero. Zero. You shouldn't. You're an SEC caliber football team with SEC caliber players. You got some damn good football players. Go out and play that way tomorrow. Go out and play that way tomorrow. Respond to adversity the right way. Hey, to hell with your fan base and what everybody's saying. To hell with it. Go out and play. Go out and win. Get to three and two. Worry about next weekend, next weekend. Worry about the other games whenever. Lock in, beat Troy, get a W. I think they do that again. Give me South Carolina 24, Troy 13. Guys, with that being said, that's going to do it all for me. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. But hey, would love to hear your score predictions in the comments. How do you feel the game is going to go? I feel like the predictions thus far have been fairly conservative from Gamecock fans, which I totally understand. But 
want to hear from you. Where am I right? Where am I wrong? How do you feel this game is going to go? Again, guys, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. A record-setting September. Let's make it an even bigger October, shall we? Why not? Let's do it. Folks, have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Go Cox, beat Troy, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.